You are listening to Empower Me with Aerie. Welcome everyone to Empower Me with Aerie show. I am Erica Holmes. I go by Queen Aerie because there is royalty on the inside of each and every one of us. As the Bible talks about, we are a royal priesthood, a chosen generation. And I really, really want us to understand and get this. And this is why I repeat that before each of my episodes, because identity is everything. Okay. And so today we're going to be talking about forgiveness. Okay. And I pray that this message blesses you powerfully. Powerfully. Let us pray before we start. Father, I thank you for who you are. I thank you, Father, for everyone that will tune in, that is tuning in, Father. I thank you, Father, that you touch their heart and you deal with us today about forgiveness. If we are holding any unforgiveness against anyone, I thank you that you soften our hearts, Father, that is a heart of flesh and not a heart of stone, that you can work through us so that we can let go of the spirit of offense and that we can really let go of that negative negativity um, that's covering that space and remove it so that you can replace it with your love, with your compassion, with things of you. So I just give you the praise, the honor, and the glory for today for this message. Have your way in Jesus' name. Amen. So again, thank you so much, you guys, for tuning in. I am just um, encouraged by the support and courage that you all um, are listening to me because I know that this word is going to be a message for you. And so what we have to understand is that forgiveness is for us all. We all need it, okay? No one is exempt. And we must understand that holding or hoarding unforgiveness, unforgiveness in our heart what it can do to a person. It can cause that person to be bitter, that person to be angry, that person to be stuck, to be stagnant and not really experience the full life that God intends for us to have. You know, and it's not because God does not want to give you the good life, but it's because a lot of people do not want to let go of their past. It's the truth. Even though it's in the past, a lot of times we have issues with letting go of the past. And so you have to understand that you cannot effectively move forward by keeping your head backwards, trying to keep that forward stance or that forward position. It just doesn't work. You can get in an accident that way. We have to understand this as well, that forgiveness is for you first. I had to learn this, you know, I definitely didn't want to forgive in a lot of situations, but I had to learn that forgiveness was for me first because it freed me. It allowed me to be free. And I had to realize, hmm, why live in bondage when God has already given me freedom? As the Bible talks about in John 8, 36, it says, therefore, if the son makes you free, you shall be free indeed. And listen, if God made you free, why would you go and be in bondage? Why would you be a slave to unforgiveness? It doesn't make sense, you all. And so the choice is definitely up to us. We understand that in this life, God has given us choices. He desires for us to have a open heart, to have a heart of flesh, but it truly is up to us. He's not going to force us to do anything. There, of course, will be consequences for, um, for us not forgiving. And it's just, you know, that's just the, the way of life. If you hoard on forgiveness, you could have sleepless nights. That's the consequence of having it. And so we have to understand that if we keep the mind uh, to forgive again, it frees us and it allows us to heal. That is huge. Forgiveness allows us to heal. And so I, I had to come to grips with this very thing. And I talk about this a lot because 
this was a traumatic thing that happened to me in my past. Of course, other things have happened, but this specific situation uh, caused me to be silent for over 20 years. And so regarding the sexual abuse that happened to me when I was a young kid, when I chose to face what happened to me, I was immediately, I was so upset and I was irritated. I was angry to say the least. And I, I actually acted in rage and I, I had to do a little research about that because um, thinking about something in one moment and going to a literally a moment of rage is not normal. Okay. There's a root to that. And I had to do some research and I found out that that was generational and that I literally had to work through that process. And so what happened to me as a precious little girl, precious little girl, you know, I didn't have any good thoughts that entered my mind about the person that did it. I actually wanted them to suffer initially. And this, this next thing that I'm going to say, this is important. I want us all to listen to this. I wanted to blame the other person as to why I was so mean, so angry in life. I wanted to blame them for me, for me, for me not being able to live a full life that God intended for me to have at that point. But I had to stop playing the blame game. You guys, we have to stop playing the blame game. Of course, it can be hard because the incidents, the accidents, uh, the, the, the issues and stuff that happens to us, it is happening to us. But what we have to understand that even though it's hard, it's uncomfortable, we don't understand it. We have control over our reactions. And so it, I, I had to either, it was kind of like a, a scale. I had to either say, I'm going to forgive or I'm going to literally live in torment and be, and be in bondage. And, and I chose that the, I, I, I said, hmm, the sleepless nights, the, the years of living in a crazy amount of fear, the years of torment is not worth it. I said, I, I'm upset. I'm angry at this person, this or that. It was for a moment. It was for a, a little bit, but I was like the 20, 20, you guys, 20 years of living in bondage, of living with the secret of living, um, feeling like I was about to burst at any moment. It was not worth it. It was not worth it. And guess what? It's not worth it in your life. Because God has given us freedom. He's given us uh, the ability to be able to make the choice to say, I'm going to sleep better. I'm going to have a better life. And so I was ready to make that choice. And I declare and decree that you all will make the choice to be ready as well. And so I had to forgive my past. And then I had to let go of the hurt that it caused in order to break free. You know, and there were challenges with it that I had to face, of course, for years. But I now understood that, again, we, we hear this saying often, you know, it says in life, it's really 10% of what happens to you and 90% of how you react to it. I had to hold on to that motto after I said, I'm releasing this person. I'm forgiving. I'm forgiving myself. I'm going to choose the actions that I have, even though certain things in life are not fair. I'm going to choose to forgive. And so I want to remind you all of this thing. And this thing was very critical for me. This, it could, somebody could have gone through physical abuse. Somebody could have gone through a divorce. Their parents could have gone through a divorce when you were really little and it just broke up the family. Whatever the situation may be that you're kind of hoarding or holding unforgiveness, you have to understand that you can't control another person's actions. So it is not your fault that the parent got divorced. You know, it's not your fault that the person beat you. It is not your fault that they, um, caught, they, they, they did the sexual abuse to you. It's not your fault. You cannot control people. And when I 
begin to realize that when I begin to have the right perspective, I honestly begin to have some peace because because I said, hmm, really in this life, you can hold on to your peace no matter what. It's a choice. And, and really in this life, and it reminds me, and I, I hear this scripture, I've been hearing it a lot lately, but, but the scripture about nothing can separate us from the love of God, nothing. And it's, it says, nor death, no angels, no principalities, nothing can separate you or nothing can take your peace unless you allow it to. Nothing can separate you from God unless you allow it to. And it's, this is not a message to say, to, to, to beat you or to, you know, to be mean or harsh to you, but it's true. It's time to live in truth. It is time for us to be courageous, time for us to be bold. It is time for us to be responsible for our own actions. Don't allow another person to cause you to live in misery. Listen to that. Another person causing you to live in misery, you can make a choice to get out of the situation. Okay. And so, um, I, I talk about the, um, I talk about forgiveness and courage in my books aloud secret power book. You guys go ahead to Amazon. It should be on the screen as well, but go ahead to amazon.com. Go to my website. Um, the information is on the screen. Go to my website, get this book. It is going to change your life. But I talk about it in chapter nine and I put faith and courage. I mean, forgiveness and courage. I put that in there because it takes, it takes courage in faith to forgive as well, because guess what? You're making a decision to deal with your past and that can be uncomfortable. That can be hurtful to, to revisit certain things. So it takes courage just to say, okay, this happened, but I'm going to deal with it. But forgiveness allows you to move forward in life. It really does. And, and this was huge for me. Um, because I had to realize no matter how angry I was, was with the person that did this to me or the, the people with the other, other situation as well, did this to me, I had to realize that God had forgiven me of my sins. So who was I to hold something against somebody else? Like really? And, and, and once I realized that I, I literally, when, when I thought about that sentence or when I think about what Jesus did for me. I literally think about the cross and I think about how he was beat, how he was abused, how he went through hell. You guys, they plucked his hairs out. They, they put his beard out like they did. They, he was unrecognizable when they got done with him, you all. So who am I to say I'm not going to forgive somebody? Yes, they abused me, but who am I to say I'm not going to forgive them if Jesus forgave, if he died for my sins and the father can forgive me? You know, that that's heavy, but it's true. And so, yes, it was detrimental. You know, the situation. Yes, I was four or five years old. I was really little. No kid should have to go through that. I didn't appreciate what happened to me, but I could no longer allow it to hold me in prison. Listen, you have the key to open the prison doors. Jesus is the key to open the prison doors. You know, he's giving you the peace. He's giving you choice. Choice is the key to open the prison doors. In Matthew 6, 14, 15, I want to reiterate this so you guys know, I'm not just ta here talking, just blowing smoke, just saying anything. But Matthew 6, 14, 15, it says, for if you forgive men their trespasses, your heavenly father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive men their trespasses, neither will your father forgive your trespasses. You guys, this is serious. Forgiveness can separate you. And so this is a reminder of how important it is to forgive. God is serious about forgiveness. Again, 
because he, he, he proved, he proved his love for us. How did he prove his love for us? By sending his only begotten son to die for us, to be the ultimate sacrifice. So you don't have to go kill 10, a hundred lamb. He was the ultimate sacrifice for our sins. So of course he's going to be uh, serious about forgiveness. And so I want to highlight some things. And of course, one of my favorite people in the Bible is Joseph, but I want to highlight some things in the store uh, in his story, and um, because there's so much that we can learn about Joseph, you guys, there's so much we can, and so um, you know, of course, we understand like the betrayal that he faced, which was absolutely huge, and I understand some people can ex uh, relate to the betrayal that um, you know that maybe a family member has done you wrong, maybe you know they stole something from you, whatever situation may have been, um, you know. But a family member does something, it, it, it hits different. And so in that in that space, in that time, you have to learn how to really let it go because that person just does not disappear. It's not like a friend did it and maybe they're gone, you don't ever have to see them again. No, you have to see your family. And so they're always going to be your family. But you think about it with Joseph, the stuff that he went through he probably had to deal with abandonment issues at times. He probably had to deal with rejection at times, fear at times, loneliness at times, depression at times, anxiety at times, and other mental disorders or issues at times. And it was all stemmed, it all stemmed from him being given away or thrown away by his family due to jealousy that turned into hatred, you guys. So I'm gonna read this so we can get some 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 scripture. Um, and then we're going to keep moving forward how God leaves. But Genesis 41, 53 through 57, it says, then the seven years of plenty, this talks about the process of the, of, of him forgiving, but the seven years of plenty, which were in the land of Egypt ended and the seven years of famine began to come. And Joseph said the famine was in all the lands, but in all the lands, um, of Egypt, there was bread. So when all the lands of Egypt was famished, the people cried to Pharaoh for bread. Then Pharaoh said to all the Egyptians, go to Joseph. Whatever he says to do, to you, you do. The famine was all over the face of the earth. And Joseph opened all the storehouses and sold them to the Egyptians. And the famine became so severe in the land of Egypt. So all the countries came to Joseph in Egypt to buy grain and, um, and it says, because of famine, what famine was severe in all lands. And then it says in Genesis 41, 1 through 24, I wanted to skip through this because I want you guys to just get some context um, about what's coming up. And it talks about how Joseph brothers entered Egypt. It says, when, jo when Jacob saw that there was grain in Egypt, Jacob said to his sons, why do you look at one another? He said, indeed. I have heard that there is grain in Egypt. Go down to the place, buy for us there so that we can live and not die. So Joseph's 10 brothers went down to buy grain in Egypt, but Jacob did not send Joseph's brother Benjamin with his brothers. For he said, lest some calamity befall him. And the sons of Israel went to buy grain among those who journeyed for the famine was in the land of Canaan. Now Joseph was a governor over all the land and it was over the land in um, it was he who sold to all people of the land and Joseph's brothers. Listen to this, you guys. If you know the Joseph story, listen to this. And Joseph's brothers came and bowed down before him with their faces to the earth. This actually happened. Joseph saw his brothers and recognized them, but he acted as a stranger to them and spoke roughly to them. We're talking about learning to forgive. 
Then he said to them, to them, where do you come from? And they said from the land of Canaan to buy food. Listen what he did. So Joseph recognized his brothers, but they did not recognize him. Then Joseph remembered the dream which he had about them and said, you are spies. You have not come. You have come to see the nakedness of the land. And they said to him, no, my Lord, but your servants have come to buy food. We are one man's son. We are honest. Your servants are not spies. But he said to them, no, but you come to see the nakedness of the land. And they said, your servants are 12 brothers, the son of one man in the land of Canaan. And in fact, the youngest is with our father today and one is no more. But Joseph said to them, it is, it is as I spoke. You are spies. In this manner, you shall be tested. By the life of Pharaoh, you shall not leave this place unless the younger brother comes here. Send one of you and let him bring your brother and you shall be kept in prison. Mm, interesting. <laughs> that your words may be tested, whether it is truth, whether there's truth in you or else by the life of Pharaoh's, you are spies. So he put them all together in prison. Hmm process of going through forgiveness you guys he put him in prison then joseph said to them the third day do this and live for i fear god <laughs> when i read that i kind of chuckled a little bit because um god has a way of reaching us <laughs> if, we, if we say i'm not going to forgive he has a way of kind of remind reminding us you need to forgive so then joseph said to them on the third uh, third day do this and live for i fear god so he said if you are honest men let one of your brothers be confined to your prison house, but you go and carry the grain uh, for, the fam for the famine of your houses and bring your youngest brother to me so your words will be verified and you shall not die. And they said, then they said to one another, we are truly guilty concerning our brothers for we saw the anguish of his soul when he pleaded with us, my God. Whew. But we would not hear, therefore, this distress has come upon us. And Reuben answered them and said, did I not speak to you, saying, do not sin against the boy? But you would not listen. Therefore, behold, his blood is now required of us. But they did not know that Joseph understood them, for he spoke through them to, uh, through an interpreter. And he turned away, and then he wept. That process of, of, of the past coming back my God. Then he returned to them and talked with them. And he took Simeon uh, from them and bound him to be Simon Simeon, bound him before their eyes. And Joseph, I want to read this in uh, Genesis 45. I want to read this. It talks about, I'm reading the different stages um, of the forgiveness. This talks about when Joseph revealed himself to his brothers. Then Joseph could not restrain himself. There was a lot more scriptures in between this, but I, I wanted to summarize it to make it shorter so that you guys get this. Um, then Joseph could not restrain himself before all those who stood by him. And he cried out, make everyone get out here of here for me. So no one stood with him while Joseph made himself known to his brothers and he wept aloud. The Egyptians and the and all of the houses says the Egyptians and the house of Pharaoh heard it. Then Joseph said to his brothers, I am Joseph. Does my father still live? But the brothers could not answer him, for they were dismayed in his presence. And Joseph said to his brothers, Please come near me. So they came near, then he said, I am Joseph, your brother, whom you sold to in slavery. He said, Who you sold in Egypt, but now he says, but now do not therefore be grieved or angry with yourself because you sold me here, but God sent me before you to preserve life. Ooh, Jesus. 
For these two years, a famine has been in the land, and there are still five more in which there will be neither plowing nor harvesting. And God sent me before you to preserve posterity for you, the generation in the earth, and to save your lives by great deliverance. So now it is not you. So now it is not you who sent me here, but God. It says he has made me a father. Listen to that. He has made me a father to Pharaoh. Wow. And the Lord of all his house and a ruler throughout all of the land of Egypt. It says, hurry up and go to my father. Say to him, thus your son, Joseph, thus says your son, Joseph, God has made me Lord over all of Egypt. Come down to me. Do not tarry. You shall dwell in the land of Goshen and you shall be near me. You, your children, your children's children, your flocks, your herds, and all you have there, I will provide for you lest you and your household. And it says, and you and all that you have come to poverty for there's still five years left in the famine. And behold your eyes, beho and behold your eyes and the eyes of your brother Benjamin. See that it is my mouth that speaks to you so that you shall tell my father all of the glory of Egypt in Egypt and all that you have seen and shall hurry up to my father and hurry up and bring my father down here. And then listen to this part, you guys. It says, then he fell on his brothers. He fell on his brother Joseph's neck and wept. And it says, and Benjamin wept on his neck. Moreover, he kissed all his brothers and wept over them. And after that, all his brothers talked with him. That is so powerful. I had to read that because I wanted you guys to understand the stages of, of uh, forgiveness. And so Joseph was not expecting to see his brothers again. He wasn't expecting that. He probably thought that he had forgiven them within his heart. But when his eyes sat upon on them, then truth was revealed. And that's the same with us at times. We could literally, times, we could literally think that we're good because a person is not in front of us, even though we haven't really dealt with the under, underlying issues. And then, bam, all of a sudden, the emotions come back. The issues come back once we hear that their name or once we see them somewhere. And um, Joseph, you know, I wanted to read that because he showed us that he's human and that he was hurt by what happened to him, by what his family did. However, he had to forgive them. And so God yet remained faithful to Joseph throughout all those years, even though he went through that detrimental process. And then God elevated him. God put him in charge. And guess what? He was able to save generations. So listen, you guys, no matter what people do to us, we have to forgive. People are going to let us down at times. It's, it's, it's just going to happen. But um, they may not hold up the end of the bargain at times. But we, in order for us to live free, we have to give it to God. We have to give it to God to free ourselves. When you refuse to forgive, like forgive, get it off your chest. I'm for and I'm giving it away. I'm giving it away, meaning let letting go of something. Guess what? You make it hard to receive. So when you refuse to forgive, forgive that issue, give it away, give that issue away. Guess what? That that area is held by negativity is held by, you know, whatever situation that you allow to stay there and God cannot refill that area because it's filled with clutter. It's filled with negativity. And God is saying, I want to fill that place. I want to give you better. I want to do this, but there's something that's already there. There's, there's some yuckiness that's in there that I, I want to kind of clean out. I want to clean that wound out. I want to clean that sore out. But will you allow me to look under the bandage? Will you stop doing this, putting your hand on it every time like a kid? No, don't touch it. They get hurt. They don't want you to touch it because it hurts. Will you keep covering the wound or will you say, God, okay, I'm, I'm going to trust you. 
pull your hand off. Let them take the bandage off. Let them look. See if it's infected. If so, you know, clean it off for you. And, and so that you could literally go through your process of healing. And so I want to um, just briefly give you guys this um, dictionary.com. I didn't do it at the beginning because I feel it to do it now. But the, um, for, uh, unforgiveness is really, um, or forgiveness is to cease to feel resentment against. So you're stopping feeling a resentment against. So guys, it's not our job to pay somebody back for what they did, no matter how good it will make us feel. Honestly, the flesh is like that. You know, somebody does something to you like, ooh, they got it back, ooh, you know, you're tickled or whatever, but it's not funny. It's not our jobs uh, to try to get, get people back or to hold revenge or try to do this. It's our job to be at peace. It is our job to be at peace and to allow God to handle it. And I want you to know that when God handles your enemies, when God handles who did something against you, my God, he handles it. Trust and believe. And, and you look back and you say, I'm, I'm glad, I'm glad I just took my hands up off of it because he knows how to handle the person. And so, um, Honestly, there, I feel like there are a lot of people that are operating from brokenness and you may say, I don't know how to, to let it go. And, and you may not be producing anything that's of good fruit. You may see uh, the same negative cycle and you're like, what is going on in my life? I want to say, do a self check, do a heart check. I want you guys to do a heart check because it is true. Hurt people hurt people. And it's true. If you are hoarding unforgiveness, you may not be able to produce uh, a, a lot of good fruit because, again, there's something in there that's not supposed to be in there. Do a self-check. I want you to think to yourself, is, is there somebody that I need to forgive? Is there somebody that I need to uh, to call? You know, is there somebody that I need to just uh, pray for? You know, uh, they hurt me, but I'm going to pray for them. This is critical to, to do because true indeed, like I said earlier, hurt people, hurt people, but guess what? Heal people, heal people, and whole people attract whole people. You attract what's on the inside of you. It is the absolute truth. And so let wholeness be your portion. We are accountable as well. We are accountable. And um, the Bible talks about it all throughout there about uh, the unforgiving servant. His master forgave him a big old amount of money. And then his, and then a servant that owed him money that he had borrowed money to didn't pay him back, but it was a little bitty, a bit of money. And he didn't forgive him. Even after the servant forgave him of the, the big old portion of money, he put the, the servant that owed him little money in jail. And when the, uh, when the master found out what he did, guess what? He was tortured until he was able to pay. And, and then the end of that scripture says, so my heavenly father also will do to, uh, it says, so my heavenly father also will do to you if each of you from his heart does not forgive his brother of trespasses. God is not playing you guys. And so forgiveness is necessary. I pray that this message hit home for you and that it uh, really touched you because I know that there are some, some big blessings that God wants to release to you. There's some amazing things that God is intending for you. So I just declare and decree that any brokenness, that God heals a brokenness and that you literally can operate from a place of wholeness and peace because God is of wholeness is peace and he has such amazing things for you. You guys stay encouraged. Keep supporting HSBN and remember to renew your mind. It is the gold mine. Love you. Empower me with Aerie.